Hi, everybody. This is your host, John Tolker from Carbiz Insider. I have an amazing guest with me here today, Richard Davies from Midland Honda. Hi, Richard. How are you doing today? Yeah, good morning, John. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. It's it's my pleasure, Richard. You know, it's uh, it's such an honor to have you in the in the second show. So why don't we just jump right in? Uh, why don't you talk about yourself a little bit? Who's Richard Davies? What does he do? You know, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy to do that, John. So uh, I'm the general manager at Midland Honda, uh, also the operating partner of the dealership. Um, we've been at this new location for a year now, which I'm sure we're going to talk about shortly, but uh, we've owned Midland Honda for six years now, John. Um, I've personally been in the car industry for coming up to almost hard to believe 34 years. And I started off in the Ford world down in Hamilton. And then um, many years ago, I decided to move up to Midland with some opportunities and we bought the franchise. So here we are, 2022, in a brand new facility. That's that's a, a short synopsis of who I am and in, in, in at Midland Honda. That's that's amazing, you know, Richard. I had a pleasure to work with you for the past three years. So, uh, and I, I I see the evolution of the dealership from that old store to the brand new store. Right. So, why don't I play the video of the drone footage of your brand new dealership? Yep. and uh, show people what you guys have done with Peter, right? With your partner. And uh, it's uh, one of the nicest Honda dealerships in the country. And it's the greenest, one of the greenest too, right? Like you guys That's have a lot of green correct. stuff. We just got awarded the gold level environmental standard from Honda Canada. And I believe there's only uh, nine dealers in the country that have that award right now, John. And I think I'm one of only very few in Ontario that have it. So we're very proud to have that award. You know, and that, that's, that's based on how we design the building, uh, efficiencies we design within the building. And uh, we're very proud. That's amazing. So I'll play the video, let people see what the new Midland Honda looks like so we can do our digital opening of the dealership. Definitely. And then uh, you can talk about more of that green uh, technological features you guys added into the dealership. Sure. Because I'm sure people would like to know, like, what is so special about it to get that gold uh, standard, right? Yep, 100%. Perfect. So here's the drone footage. And... Hopefully, people can uh, watch it good. If not, you guys can always go on uh, YouTube and look for it. But let me play it for you. And this was done last. Uh, this would have been in the spring of last year we did this footage, John. Oh, nice. So let's play this.
That looks amazing, isn't it? Yeah, what did you think of that, John? Well, I, I, I respect a person who is uh, flying the drone because they did a perfect job. <laughs> like, what kind of drone is that? Uh, it's a, it's a, I, I couldn't tell you the brand of it, but it's a semi-professional level drone. But one needs a professional license to actually uh, fly it in, in Canada. So the uh, marketing manager, Kim, who uh, has been with us just over a year now, she's got a license to fly a drone legally. And there's a lot of things that one has to take into effect for safety, right? So she did a great job. And this is something our staff will use it for a lot of marketing tools. In the oh. dealership, above the dealership, you see it all. We do a lot of things. You're just getting a small taste of it in that video. So, Richard, so when you were putting that job offer there, you put a, like a drone uh, license requirement? <laughs> requirement. Yeah, you, know, you, you laugh. She came here with none of that knowledge, but uh, we bought the drone with the, some visions of let's take advantage of this beautiful new facility and show it off. And uh, the license wasn't difficult to uh, apply for. We just had to do the test and learn a little bit about it. And she, she, took, she uh, did that when she started with us. That's that's really nice. So why don't we talk about that green features of your dealership? Like, how did you become the gold standard? Like, what did well, you do to do that? Yeah, it's a great question, John. Um, you know, Honda has multiple pages of standards one needs to to hit to a, to um, get to their gold double standard, and that starts with it's everything from materials in the building, wall materials, you know, um, insulation. The heating air conditioning units in the building are designed for efficiency. So we, we upgraded to better units versus maybe a lower standard unit so that we have higher efficiency. Um, within the building, lighting, the entire building inside, the outside, all the lights outside are all LED. Um, water flow in the building, what, what, how we use water is all controlled uh, properly. Um, uh, in regards to lighting, you know, everything is electronically controlled so we're not wasting electricity. We have something called de-stratification fans in the in the ventilation system that control flow. So especially in the wintertime, you know, as heat rises and it's and it gets trapped up in the ceiling of the shop and in the showroom, it does nothing. So these de-stratification fans pull the heat from the, the ceiling down to the main floor. You get two things from it. Um, your reduced heating bill, because you don't have to have the, the, the heat blowing full blast, and you're taking that heat and recirculating it all day long and you have a balanced heating area in the shop. So from one end of the building to the other, the temperature is neutral. You don't get a cold area or hot area. You know, it's quite a remarkable technology and it runs on virtually a very low voltage. And it's something we, we picked up out of California when we were designing the building, going to NADA. We saw these and uh, we were quite uh, you know, uh, wowed by them. And it's, they've really worked out and people have come through the building, have seen them. And it's a big part of that environmental thing. And there's a lot of little things that you know, everything from the bathrooms, how we don't wait that, you know, all automatic lighting, you know, in the shop lighting, there's a lot of little things that add up. And uh, certainly these, these apply and that got us to a gold level. Um, with wonderful news, we're only uh, probably the better part of two or three small changes and we can be a platinum level dealer in the short, in the near future. And we aim to do that. That's, that's, that's amazing. Uh, but you didn't have to do any of those things, right? It was just, you were voluntarily did all these things to be a yeah. green dealer, basically. Yeah, right? you know, my business partner, Peter and I, you know, Pete and I, uh, every decision we make together and, and these things were something we designed in the building with our architect and the contractor. And when you're building a new store, it doesn't take that much more effort and certainly money to uh, add these features and, and it over the long haul, it will save us money. And I think that's a wonderful thing to spell to customers that we show that we care. 
Um, and it's everything. We don't waste batteries. We have special, you know, inside the building when the batteries, everything from, you know, double AA, A, triple A batteries, we just don't throw them in the garbage. They're recycled properly. Papers recycled. Um, we take a lot of, uh, a lot of time so that we don't waste anything in the building. So, and I think customers pick up on it because we talk about it. Yeah. And also in, when we talk about paperwork and, you know, car dealerships are places that we waste a lot of paper. I know your dealership embraced the DocuSign process pretty good. So everything yep. could be done electronically, yep. which complements your truck and delivery uh, process as well. So somebody sitting at home can purchase a car electronically, complete the paperwork and all that stuff too, right? Yeah. Well, what we're finding is, you know, we got on the truck and trailer delivery five years ago, John. And I know I've, you and I've had some great conversations about it, but something I learned out through uh, Amazon, we paid attention to that. And it's something Peter and I, we wanted to bring to the dealership and, uh, five years of doing deliveries all over the province, and it's something we do complimentary with customers. It's had a real wow effect. We've had experience from people from Windsor to Sault Ste. Marie to we've delivered cars to the border of Ottawa, Hamilton, Burlington, Stony Creek, Stony, you know, Niagara Falls, Toronto, almost you name the place in the in the, in the, in the province we've delivered cars, uh, new, used. And, and what we find is between DocuSign and uh, the truck and trailer delivery, the experience for the customer certainly goes above what they've ever had before. And uh, when you show up to someone's house with a truck and trailer and our, our name all over it, it's not just them you wow, the neighbors are blown away. You know, they're coming out asking questions. Do you guys do this with all your customers? You know, the car shows up perfectly clean, no dents, no damage, no cracked windshield, the middle of January. And, and it's something that I can only tell you, it's really paid for itself. We've We've run business on social media for people who've watched the videos and then call us out of the blue and then, wait, can I buy a car from you and deliver it to my front door? We do it with a smile. And we've got a great team of people. It's a process that took us a, a little bit of time to get strong at between drivers, the staff, the F&I managers organizing it. Now it's a really slick process. Should we show uh, the, the viewers? we got about 14 live viewers right now. Should we show them the video that how you guys do that? I think it'd be a wonderful idea, yeah. I just want to make sure I don't want to share all your trade secrets with everybody, right? <laughs> no, it's all good. Perfect. So let's get truck and tra trailer. It's a complimentary service. Again, uh, this video can be watched on uh, YouTube as well. But uh, I think the, you guys are, do by the way, the video quality of that drone is, is just phenomenal, Richard. It is, isn't it? That's about a thousand dollar drone, John. That's what that costs. You know, it's something, and if you take care of it, it's going to last for many years, and it does a job. It's not something you have to keep updating because it does a wonderful job between the video, and it's very stable in, in crosswinds. We get a lot of winds up here in Midland, so it's yeah. not one of these things the winds blow it all over the place. You need to buy a decent one. A cheap one, you're going to find that it's going to – we tried the cheapy $200 job, and it just got blown all over the place. Yeah. Well, I'm going to play the video. Let's see yeah. our viewers think. But, again, it's just beautiful.
this is just amazing. What do you think of that, John? That's, oh, that's, yeah. that's a, a nice version of it, but certainly, you know, when we do a real demonstration with people. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the all-new separate video. Yeah, it's all good. The all-new Midland Honda YouTube channel. Where is this? Oops. This is your mechanic too. Hey, he's a he's a, yeah. he's a pretty solid guy. Like he, he likes making those videos about those cars too. Yeah, yeah. very special person. We've again in those deliveries, John. I can't tell how many how much business we've earned. I've done multiple deliveries myself. Where you know, as a team, there's almost no job none of the people in the store will do. But I've done those deliveries to people all over the province myself when when necessary because the drivers are busy. And I can't tell you the thank yous you get and the smiles and. Customers are blown away. They're not. They don't experience it, and, and uh, or haven't experienced that before. So, it's helped us get deals that we didn't have before. It's man, there you go. It's a trade secret, but you know, um, I would tell you we sold a lot of cars and we punched above our weight by doing those things that nobody else or very few other people want to do. Right. So here's my question: Like, let's say I live in Ontario, pretty much, you know, along the 401 or wherever, right? Like, not yeah. like somewhere like Thunder Bay or something really far, but like within that, you know southern ontario right yep i want to buy an, a car and you have it in stock i can contact you i can basically buy the car and complete the paperwork and you mm -hmm. will just make sure my identity is correct and you do all your like you know basics right yep but i can get the car without stepping foot to your store basically is that what you're saying yeah let me explain to you so the, the deal could actually start by an an, an e-lead or a phone call whatever way the customer wants to do a transaction transactions done whether with a salesperson directly, online, whatever, we can put a deal together. Um, the paperwork's done digitally with the F&I manager. We're doing a DocuSign. We're delivering the car. We've had many situations during COVID where the people don't actually even want to come out to the car when they bring it to the house. So we, we, we unload the car, bring it in, and if they're very sensitive, we'll actually you know leave the keys in. The paperwork's all done. Transaction's easy, and the people absolutely love it. I can think of two or three situations where the people were elderly, health issues, and they were over the moon. You know, we sanitized the vehicle on drop off, and 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 we've had nothing but positive results from it. Wow, that's that's really a good topic to talk because everybody's, uh, uh, you know, everybody's trying to do this. You know, about purchasing cars online, and it's a big mm -hmm. topic to talk about it. And uh, a lot of people are actually criticizing car dealerships, saying they're not capable of doing that. But just letting you know that Richard is capable of doing this. And uh, you want to purchase a car online and uh, you want to get it done, contact Midland Honda and they will yep. sort you out. No problem. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Anyway. Yeah. We've been doing it again, John, really uh, outside the DocuSign, which is new to, like the last 24 months. We've been doing this kind of business for the last, again, five years. And it really does have a positive effect on the store. That's good. Uh, so let's get into some. Uh, I want to say difficult topics, but let's talk about serious business now. Yep. I know you guys started your construction of your dealership, right? And I was in the works. You guys were talking about it. The plans were in place. And two years ago, bang, the COVID-19 hit and you yep. guys haven't broke the ground yet. Could you uh, tell me about your experience building a brand new flagship store during... Yep. Uh, something has never happened in car business before well yeah i know i'll tell you how it really went down john you know we started the build in the december of um 2019 and we actually got the foundations in the ground in the end of december and then you know the steel quietly for the framework of the building started going up in february of 2020 and then what hit in march john we've got the framework of the building up nothing else 
And then middle of March, we have COVID-19 kick in. And what ended up happening was is Peter and I sat in front of the contractor and the architect and say, we were terrified, like everyone going, what do we do next? Is it, is it the end of the world in the car industry? And um, there was no choice because if we would have stopped the build, the contractor, the people that already been paid or contracted to do the work, all the sub trades, it would have been massive lawsuits against Peter and I for a non-completion. And it would have been massive. We had no choice. It was terrifying. So it was keep going. We'd already got the wheels moving. And we, we built all through COVID-19. Meanwhile, trying to run the old building while Helter Skelter Crazy World was going on with COVID-19. And, uh, you know, the contractor, we had our stumbling points, but outside maybe a, the two-week window when COVID first kicked in the middle of March, we were closed and she shut down the, the, the contract site, the construction site, I should say. We got reopened. Um, the contractors were excited to keep going and we really didn't have any problems. We were very lucky and we were lucky a little bit on pricing because everything had been established before, you know, as we've seen inflation with COVID-19 really take off. Um, it really worked out to our advantage a little bit in that respect. Not a good time, ideally, I know, but we got uh, we got the building done. We got it done in 12 months, John. From where we started in, you know, basically the first week of December, and we completed the following year, 12 months to build it, and the contractor didn't think it would happen, but we got it done. Well, I, I respect that because you guys build that during something has never happened in car business. It's it's yeah. very uncertain times. <clears throat> but I mean, I don't want to get into too much details about your KPIs and your numbers of your dealership because that wouldn't be fair. But my understanding is even though OMVIC basically didn't allow you to have any walk-in traffic and everything was basically appointments, yeah. your results for 2020 and 2021 were remarkable so yep. would you like to share about your results compared to the previous years and how did you guys manage to have a success like that like what did you guys do when you're not allowed to have any walk-ins you know we really adapted um you know a couple of different processes we kept in place was certainly focusing more on our own database of customers you know adapting some um, wonderful technologies one being auto alert um you know focusing on uh, service customers because we had those people still coming in and entire seasons for us is massive, John. We store over 830 sets of customers' tires and, and that's why we've got 23 C containers in the back of the building, right? And that flow of business coming through with auto alerts help and a, an internal BDC lady, we really focused on appointments. So that helped us massively. That's one thing, you know, we went and focused a lot more time on social media with our marketing manager, Kim, getting people in on appointments. So it was a little bit of a trip at the beginning, but we found there was a real need for cars because a lot of people really still needed to get a, a vehicle and uh, we didn't see a drop. We were very lucky. Yes, there was some challenges, but we got through them. We have a great team of people and that made a big difference. You know, We buckled down. There was nowhere really to run. We had walked into a brand new building with, uh, and I don't mind telling you, uh, massive expenses. But we, you know, we've we've fought the battle, and we've we've had. Um, I'd like to think a lot of success, John. You know, in a lot of areas where I think we punch above our weight in a relatively small market. But we don't look at Midland as our only market. There is almost no walls. You know, the the province of Ontario is our market. So, you know, we try going after that business with some of the tools we've talked about. So in terms of your uh, volume of new cars, uh, how was how did you guys see any drop or did you guys see an increase or, or maintain it? 
There's Amazing. a wonderful question. Yeah, I, uh, for 2020, uh, inventory levels were really strong. I think everyone was in the same boat. It's just as COVID-19 went through the year and then into 2021, yes, inventory levels dropped. But with a lot of uh, support from the manufacturer as in Honda Canada, when we were building the new store, Peter and I requested a lot of inventory, which at the time when COVID hit, we were terrified because we were sitting at eight and a half million dollars in new cars thinking, have we done the right thing? Because it could have went the other way. It could have been a who would think that in the middle of a pandemic the that you would have a situation where, you know, we'd sell a lot of cars. You can't tell. So what ended up happening is we had product. We've had product right up till today where a lot of stores are struggling to have one or two or three cars on the lot. We're still sitting just in the low 30s, which isn't great, John, in January, but it's better than most. And without new cars, you can't bring in used cars. It's a, it's a flow, right? The cars come on trade through your front door. Those are often your best cars versus trying to salvage something through auctions, right? Yeah, completely agree with you that, you know, a new car dealership must sell new cars. That's the prime goal always. Yes, it's good to have used cars too. It's just you got to sell that new car for various reasons, right? Bringing yeah, used yeah. cars, trade-ins and service business, parts business, and uh, you you actually your dealership is not that far from the factory too where they build the civics and crv so they may be shipping all the cars <laughs> it might help us say john yeah i'd like to think that way but i'm sure we get our we don't get any more we get our fair share from the factory along with the, our other fellow dealers in the province right and in fact the country but uh we were lucky we we stocked up way i probably asked for more than we should have in you know 2020 and, and even in early 2021 we just took every allocation we could get from our good people at Honda Canada, and it and it worked. We got lucky, and lucky sometimes good. You, you know, you, you'll take lucky sometimes over uh, you know um, uh, other things, but uh, good luck is always appreciated in these situations. I always believe you have some sort of impact on creating your own luck with the good processes and policies in place too, right? Yeah, I, I think that it's the old saying. You know, the harder I work, the luckier I get, John. I don't think yeah. that's ever changed. I think that uh, between Peter and myself, but it's not just us, forget that. It's the team of people we have here. The whole staff have worked so hard, it's hard to describe. In a new building, brought a lot of excitement, but, but it brought a lot of stress. Change, the first month or two in the store brought a lot of huge emotional highs and then kind of plateaued and then a dip. And then all of a sudden realization that everyone felt, wow, it's a beautiful place, but now there comes responsibility of you know, success. And uh, we've got there. We've got a great team of people between the service team I have here, which are amazing, the, the sales team, my accounting team, the marketing team. We, uh, you know, we are very lucky. It's not just one or two people in the building. It's not. It's the whole team. So what do you think are your uh, main current challenges being in a small town and like in terms of like, what would you say your main challenges that you're uh, going through right now? What a wonderful question. Uh, you put me on the spot on that one, but got me thinking, John. Um, I'd start with uh, the team, the staff. You know, um, in a small town and what we find in central Ontario is um, there's a lack of population, John. Uh, there's a lot of wonderful folks that live in the area, but they're retired. They're not looking for jobs usually. Um, it's finding that young person that wants to come into the industry right now, whether that's a technician, apprentice, parts person, service advisor, you know, sales professional. We we are challenged to find good people. They're out there, but they're far and few between, we find. In a small town, you know, coming from Hamilton, that's my background, 
I found that's the hardest thing to learn to get good at. And we've had our ups, we've had our downs. I won't, I won't, I won't lie to you, but I would tell you that's a big issue because um, if you don't have a great team, the building means nothing. That's the truth. You could have the fanciest building in the world, but if you have a very, you know, uh, a staff that's not, you know, buying in or not, not seeing things from the same point of view of customer service, it makes for a very long day. It really does. And I'm, you know, Peter and I are very lucky. We don't have that. We've got great people. So that means, are you currently looking for people to work for your dealership? Are you hiring yeah, for positions? Yeah, there's, there's a couple of positions we're looking for right now. We, we feel like we're sitting at three salespeople right now, and that's probably lower than what we we envisioned when we built the store. We were thinking eight salespeople. And I think in today's marketplace, that's likely not going to ever happen anytime soon. But we'd like to get back up to four or five going into the spring market, John. So we're looking for the right people, the people that can understand and work under process, not just the typical, as shall we call it, salesperson's life. Um, you know, the salesperson of today is more of a social media specialist slash customer specialist. Yes, they sell cars, but if you're not good at the first two things, the third thing doesn't happen. You know, you don't sell cars if you're not strong in social media, getting your face out there, and certainly customer service when they walk in the door. We have a lot of wow um you know, processes at the store from when they get here, how we meet the people, how they're brought through the store, introduced, our management team, our sales manager, Tyler and myself, and our marketing manager, Kim, our service manager, our parts manager, these people all and the staff below them were getting involved with customers at the beginning, but you need to have people that all think that way. So we're definitely in a position right now, we're looking for those positions and we're also looking at, um, we've got a BDC spot in our sales side that we'd like to grow. And we're looking for that position, which we just posted both of these. Funny enough, John, yesterday, and we were very lucky. We're starting to see a lot of responses. So that tells me there's some people looking for jobs. And and the other thing is if somebody wants to search about the company before they send their uh, resume in, they can watch a video like this and see who they're going to be working for. So I think, I think so. this is pretty yeah. good, right? Yeah, we focus on uh, a lot of uh, a lot of effort on social media between Facebook, Instagram, YouTube is an area that we really see as a huge opportunity and we're spending a lot of time there and trying to talk about our staff, our store, our processes and all those three those three areas, right? Um, and we've definitely backed away from traditional advertising. We do nothing in newspaper or radio right now. Just don't see it as a, a position for us, John. Right? Newspaper? You're not doing newspaper? <laughs> no, we're not doing newspaper. Good people there, but it just doesn't seem to work in our industry. You cannot track that. You cannot measure that success too, right? Not like the digital stuff that you can Not see. How much. Many people no, I mean, I, I think with all marketing, there's still a, there's a level of you can't track all results. It's not possible. But we certainly feel that when we're in those marketplaces, we get people knocking on our door through social media that we wouldn't have seen if we hadn't been out there. Well, Richard, I have, uh, I'm going to do something different in this episode, which I uh, forget to do in the first episode. I have a Brian that uh because it was my first one live and i was like, too excited to make the controls i uh ignored the the comments and questions were coming so mm -hmm. i like to be able to take some questions from our live viewers right now if you don't mind uh i got one question came from ramit which i i used to work with him uh he was uh it was in the honda financial services it was a drm before i think is with bmw now very successful professional gentleman and I respect him a lot. And he has a question. He says, what is the importance of a community presence in a market like Midland? Let me just open that up. 
And does the digital marketplace play a role in that community engagement? I think it's a phenomenal question he asked. Yeah, and, I, and I'd use the word, I'd probably take it from marketing to branding. So something that we're very good, I, I believe, John, and, and I hope Rama can hear my words here. And, I, and uh, when it comes to presence, I use the word branding. And before COVID-19, certainly we did a lot more in the marketplace. You know, in the first uh, five years we were in the community, we involved ourselves with so many different areas of social engagement, um, physical engagement, that is, whether it's helping out in charities, getting involved with events in the town, our staff going there. We used our truck and trailer. Uh, we've got involved. We have a huge butter tart festival here in town, which is the largest one in the in the province, maybe the country, I think. But uh, we'd we'd be down there once a year, you know, meeting customers. We are we actually helped sell butter tarts, and we took the proceeds and we gave that to some local charities, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, uh, and some other wonderful groups that deserve that money. And but that wasn't the point. The point was to help these people, but we got involved big time meeting people. 50,000 people came in the Midland every every year for that uh, butter tart festival, which is insane. It's a massive amount of people. And uh, that's one thing we did. But there was a lot of branding things that we did, John, in, in Ramit, that we feel has definitely helped us out. On the social media, the digital side of it, you know, we're still exploring how that how that becomes something that you can do how do you how do you social media involve yourself with the community we've we've certainly kept our involvement with some of the other charities and some other groups professional groups um but it is more challenging and i'm, I'm sure Ramit's finding that where you know where, where the company he works for um a little bit it's, it's it's very different to be honest with you but there's there's definitely um things that we're doing and we're working on in 2022 that don't cost a lot of money they cost more of your time which has a value to it. We all know that. But um, I, it's, it's an area where I still think we're exploring, if you want to uh, know the truth. It's branding us uh, in those environments. And in a small community like Midland, it's massive. Because people here, when they see us supporting them, they like to support us. That's what I've learned in my 11 years in Midland, right? So I hope that I think you're doing a good job. I think you're doing a good job, Richard. We're trying, John. I mean, like it's it's a, every 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 month is is new stuff coming at us, right? No, I agree with you. You got to be up to date, and uh, you know, and you have that community relationship because you upset one customer. That means you upset lots of people, right? It's, uh, it's like talks. that in a small town for sure. You know, versus a a big city where you, you know businesses can operate very differently. Small towns, you're. You know, Peter's and my face is all over every experience, good and bad, you know, and, and that's something that we take seriously. And when we have a challenging, poor situation, we just don't wash our hands of it. We deal with it. You know, I'm dealing with it personally or Peter's dealing with it personally. Nine out of 10 times we do get it fixed. Very hard to make everybody happy. I'm sure everyone knows that. But we don't just wash our hands with problems. We deal with them. We don't run from them. That's 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 really good. I, Richard, I know you're a very busy guy and you made this time for me. I really appreciate it. It's it's amazing. We're in that 30 minute mark. I don't want to take more of your time because I know you're you're a busy guy with running around, you know, and you're a very hands-on uh, guy. Uh before we close up, anything you would like to say, any kind of suggestions, comments for people watching this. We got about 14, 15 people watching right now live. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to say? 
Um, well, um, you know, I, first of all, I want to say, John, thanks for having me on, by the way. It was a fantastic experience. This first time I've ever done it. And uh, it was a pleasure. And I'd, I'd recommend anyone out there thinking of doing it, spend the 25 minutes with John. It's a, it's, it's a game changer. It's actually a lot of fun, John. Uh, you're a pro. And so thank you. Um, thanks, and, and Robert, thank you for the question. I hope I answered it properly for you, my friend. Um, no, I, in regards to building a dealership, um, experiencing, you know, being in a store in COVID-19, everything we've, we've gone through is a learning cycle, John. And uh, our processes like the truck and trailer, you know, I, I don't think anyone, I think a lot of business could take a hard look at it. There is expenses to it. I'm not saying there's not, but I think with the payoff outweighs the, the you know, the expense side of it. And there's a lot of reasons I think that, right? Yeah. Oh, we got, we got actually Megan said she, she's the assistant sales manager from Sioux and Mary, uh, uh, our dealership up there, the Honda dealership okay. and Great Lakes Honda. And she said, your social media is great. So and she's yeah, well, very active on social media too, like herself. I'll, I'll tell you something, John. My marketing manager, Kimberly, and myself follow Meg. And Meg, I want to tell you something. I think you do an outstanding job. You and your team there in a wonderful store. And you guys really do perform. I noticed the same thing. And so uh, compliments right back. And thank you for your, your words. It means a lot to us. And uh, thank you. Yeah, the team is doing a phenomenal job. I've actually been there multiple times. And uh, the store is phenomenal. Uh, before wrap it up, I want to. I heard one rumor about you guys in terms of social media that there is a rumor out there that you guys are planning to do weekly live podcasts like this too within your dealership and within your customer client base, so people can ask questions or make suggestions. Is that true or is it just a rumor? Yeah, it's it's a great rumor though, John. Uh, thank you for bringing it up. It's something we're going to try. I'm going to spend a little bit of time every week. I think it's a great place to be. Uh, Kim and I, uh, we look forward to us. And what we're thinking is, is we're going to do a weekly podcast where, you know, ask the dealer questions. I think we're going to involve all my management team, to be honest with you, on these podcasts from my sales manager, Tyler, to my marketing manager, Kim, my service manager, Alan, and my parts manager, Tanya. And I'm sure there are lots of other good people. I think if we could do this weekly, we could have a lot of fun with it, John. But something I want to do to see if I can involve the community um hopefully it's going to um, have some good ramifications to the business i'm excited um i don't think there's a lot of downside to it um but we'll find out won't we john i mean i'm, I'm looking forward to it i think it's exciting you know so how, how are people going to be able to find out about your podcast are you going to go live on youtube is that the plan like should people go watch midland honda's youtube page facebook page yeah, yeah you know what uh, that's something that kim and i are working on as we speak right now we're gonna we're gonna put it out on youtube we'll put it out on you know, every form of social media that we can do, we get it out there. It's certainly something we also do a weekly, um, I should say a monthly um, newsletter that we put out to our database of customers, John. I'd like to meet some of our customers. I'd really like to talk to them. And I'm sure I'm going to have some ones, you know, that'll be a little bit more challenging. That's just life in the car industry. But I think that between customers, potential customers that have never done business with us, um, I don't see anybody else in my marketplace that does this. Not that I'm passing any trade secrets along, but um, I think it's something I'm going to have some fun with, John, and uh, see where it goes. And maybe we can have a little bit of uh, spark some interest uh, in the car industry with people looking to come to work in the car industry, too. You never know. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And uh, you guys really should go after that. And anything I can do to support, I'll be more than happy to do that. But uh, 
I'd like to thank everybody watching this uh, today. Uh, and uh, we got good uh, audience today, Richard. Actually, people have been watching it. We have people like Ramit, Megan. We got Michael from AutoAlert actually said, great. And we have Francine. She's the dealer principal of a Great Lakes Honda. So, and an HDAP member too, which is amazing. Yes. And we have Russell, we have David. So thank you for watching and commenting it. We would like to do these every uh, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Uh, we'll be going to be live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, as well as Twitter. And uh, next week, I'm going to have Todd Bennett. <laughs> from Isn't that exciting? Yes. Good guy. He's a gentleman, a very good operator down in the Chatham area, John. Yeah. A yeah, fellow so professional. Yep. We'll see how that one is going to go next week. But yeah, I'm excited to have automotive experts like you. And uh, it's really good to have because I believe... Uh, these kind of conversations could maybe help people yep. to understand and maybe learn something from you, right? I think so. And I think great people like Francine, by the way, because I'd like to mention her name. It's an honor to have her watching the show. There's a real professional and an outstanding store. And I know that Francine and her team really push the boundaries like we try to on new things. And, and uh, they have great success. So it's an honor to have her watching this today. And I think you'll have a lot of fun uh, with Todd. He's a real pro, John. Yeah, Benny. We'll see. Well, we got Eric said, great jobs. Thanks, Eric. And Xavier from Honda Finance Remarketing. He's another uh, car expert, too. So thanks, everybody, for watching. Richard, really appreciate for your time. Uh, hopefully keep in touch. All the best. You sell lots of cars today. Thank you, John. <laughs> and it. if you need anything my end with helping you with the podcast and stuff, I mean, I'm not a pro by any means, but I'll be more than happy to assist you, okay? I will take you up on that because we know nothing. We're learning. So thank you. That, that's, a, that's a pleasure. Thank you, John. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Any questions, please feel free to call me anytime, by the way. All right? What's your email address, by the way? How can people email you? Yeah, you know, great way. So rdavies, D-A-V-I-E-S, at midlandhonda.com. Um, you get me at the dealership, 705-526-1344. And uh, feel free anytime. I'd be delighted to answer questions. Um, that's what we're all about. That's perfect. Thank you very much, Richard. Uh, have a great one, okay? Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for everybody. Watching. All right, take Thanks. care.